0: Welcome to the New Vision Church podcast. New Vision Church is a diverse, Bible-teaching, Jesus-centered church in San Diego, California, and exists to transform people and their communities by replicating followers of the biblical Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's this week's sermon. Good morning. Uh, welcome again to New Vision. Welcome, family and friends. Um, I got a lot of guests here today um, that came out, and I, I really appreciate these guys that, that have come out to see me today. Um, they spent about 50, 60 hours a week with me, and today's their only day off, and they still came and, and visited. So, so, Jesus is already performing miracles, right? Yeah, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Um, today, um, it's an honor and it's, it's a privilege for, for me to be here sharing God's word with you. Um, it's been a journey. To, to this place, um, and it's, um, it's fitting that I get to share on Boldness today because when I first came to New Vision, um, there was a man uh, who was instrumental in my, in my growing in my faith and, and, and bringing me into the family and, and growing in Christ, and he was, he was this giant of a man um, he was so bold in Christ that it was, it was infectious. It was encouraging. It was uh, inspiring. And um, today we're, we're going to talk about boldness and, and being bold in Christ. And I couldn't come up here and I couldn't um, study this, this text and, and come up here and preach without um, one, just thinking about him the whole time and, and his impact. I, I share this because... What we're going to hear today and what we're going to learn today is it's important to know why we're called to be bold in Christ and what comes out of being bold in Christ. You know, lives begin to change when you're bold in Christ. We just saw it right now with Pastor Sean, right? And the men from MCRP, right? What a show, what a, what a, what a picture of boldness. He goes down there and he shares the gospel with them, right? That takes boldness, right? We've all been called to boldness. In the Bible, there's, there's chock full of verses, right? We could do a whole sermon series about boldness. It, it, I challenge you, do a word study on boldness in the Bible. It, it's awesome. It would be awesome for you, right? Um, but, but what I want to I share with you is that this, this particular person... Um, he, he became my mentor. He became my brother in Christ, a, a dear friend. Um, he went to be with the Lord about a month ago. Um, so we, we, lost, we lost a great man of the faith, but, but he's leaving behind a legacy of boldness, right? And he left an impact on my life that has led me here to be bold for you today. Right? So you can have that same effect. You know, Christ wants to, to use you to be bold in others' lives so that you can further the kingdom, so you can you can be encouraging to others and you can you can lead them to Jesus, right? I appreciate the men who just came up here because man, I don't know if they were, they knew that Sean was gonna call them out, right? Like, that's a little put on the spot, right? But you know what? They were bold, right? They, they, they came up here, right? They, were, they, they know who Jesus is now, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to go be bold, man. I got this new, this new thing that I want to be bold about. I'm not you know, we, the, I want to give you the, the definition according to the dictionary of boldness. Willingness to take, take risk, confidence, or courage. That's that's boldness. That is that is bold. Being bold, um, but as we get into text a little bit, um, we're going to see the Bible often has a, a kind of a twist on 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 definitions and meanings. Our, our boldness in, in the text today, um, we're, we're going to see a different type of boldness. It's it's a it's a boldness for Christ, through Christ, um, for Christ. Um, You know, sometimes when we think of the word bold, we think of um, like Pastor Fergie. Uh, He was a big man and he could push some weight around, but that's not the boldness that he presented. His was out of love. Um, His was out of a passion and a fire that burned so brightly in him um, from loving God and loving others. That's the type of boldness we're we're gonna be kind of looking at today. Um, Not the assertive, loud, in-your-face, Boldness, but um, more about the response to when God calls you. Amen. You know, last week we, we heard about Abraham who uh, God said, Hey, leave the comfort of your home, this, this posh spot that you're at, and just go. Go to a land that I'm calling you to, not even, not even telling him where, what it's going to be like. And what did Abraham do, right? Packed up and left. That's bold, that's being bold for God, right? So, <clears throat> we, um, we are going to be in uh, Acts chapter 4 today. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 13. Um, but before we jumped into that text, um, I really got to set it up because uh, we'd be a little bit lost. We, we'd still get something out of it, but But as you guys turn to your Bibles, to Acts chapter 4, 1 through 13, I want to give you a little context and kind of set up what we're about to jump into, okay? So the previous chapter, chapter 3, Peter and John are, um, okay, let's go back a little bit further. Chapter 2, we have Pentecost, right? 3,000 people, the birth of the church right? Holy Spirit just comes upon the apostles and the 3,000 people that have just been saved and, and um, are believers now. This is, this is the beginning of the church. And from Pentecost, we see them start to meet in homes and um, we see people, it's adding to the church daily from this point, right? So, you know, with this new fire and this new passion in, in Peter and John and the apostles, uh, Peter and John now are running up to the temple daily, right? Because they got this boldness now. It, it comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been put on them. And they're, they're, they're running up to the temple daily, and they're teaching and they're preaching, right? Um, and one day that they're running up to uh, the temple at one of the gates, it's called the Beautiful Gate, um, there's a lame beggar, okay? There's a man who's been crippled for 40 years, They set him there at the gate so he can beg for alms every day, right? So he's there all the time. Everybody knows him. He's been there almost 40 years, right? Crippled, okay? Peter and John stumble upon him as they're about to go in. And with boldness in Peter, he says, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you, right? Which is Jesus, right? Stand up and be healed, right? And like that, he's healed, right? He starts jumping, he starts dancing, right? This is chapter three now, right? The crowd is in, in, in awe. They're amazed. They know this guy. They know him to be crippled. He's been crippled all his life. And now he's dancing and, and, and praising, praising God, right? Uh, so they're in awe, right? So Peter, obviously, filled with the Holy Spirit, bold right now, sees, sees an opportunity, right? his boldness has created another opportunity to preach and to teach and to, to share the gospel and to, to, to tell people about Jesus, right? So, so man, Peter seizes the opportunity. He's got the crowd captivated already. So Jesus, right? He's preaching, he's, he's proclaiming the gospel, right? That's the end of chapter three. We're gonna jump in chapter four, verse one. Their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power, by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, and anyone else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Amen. I mean, that's enough right there, but I'm gonna gonna share one more. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for... For your word, for for always instructing us, for always uh, directing us and leading us, Lord, Lord, I pray for this this message today, Lord, the message that you have given me to share with my brothers and sisters today, Lord, Lord, we pray for, um, just let this truth be a part of us. Let it let it be imparted on our hearts today, Lord, Lord, let us let it let it encourage and create. I uh, just inspire us to go out and be bold for you today, Lord. Yeah. Let the message of boldness be our legacy when we leave here, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, and I just ask that you, you use me right now, Lord, and that you uh, empty me and just fill me with your spirit right now, Lord. And um, I thank you again. Uh, and I ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. So it's a, it's a lot there's a lot going on right here right so let's look at um, the first thing that I want to I point out is uh, verses 1 through 3 we see we see opposition right seems like a bad place to start if I'm trying to encourage you to be bold in Christ right okay be bold in Christ but you're going to face opposition. It's, it's not encouraging to hear that, but it's the truth. Amen. Okay? In, in verses one through three, we see who is, is opposing them, we see why, and we see how they oppose them, right? And as they were speaking, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees, right? That's who. Um, captain of the temple is the commanding officer of the temple police, okay? The Sadducees, um, they are are a faction of of Judaism, a lot like the Pharisees, who actually had a big um, to-do in crucifying Christ. They worked together with the Pharisees at that time, and they were the ones that went to Pilate and and had had Christ um, crucified. At this point, the Sadducees are the ruling uh, forces, uh, governing uh, law in, in the temple, in the religious um, culture. Um, Rome is still the ultimate empire and, and, and controlling forces, right? So if I, if I want to get it clear to you, so Rome is like federal, right, law, and the Sadducees are kind of like state law, right? They have the control in the temple in, in Israel and Jerusalem, right? Um, they're left alone by Rome, so they're like, they like it like that. They have control, Right? And we got these new, new people coming in, preaching this new, new ideology, these new things, and they're stirring things up. We saw 3,000 just get saved, and now they're adding to their church daily, right? So this is uncomfortable for them. They, they, don't, want, they don't want any kind of rocking of the boat, right? So what do they do? Well, first, they're greatly annoyed, right? Another, another version says, greatly disturbed, Why? Because they're teaching and proclaiming Jesus, the resurrection of the dead. Now, the Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection of the dead. So it's conflict already, right? You guys, I don't know if you know this, but the Bible's going to offend people. Amen. Our culture... And our society basically tells us the opposite of everything the Bible tells us. If you share the gospel, there's a good chance somebody's going to be greatly disturbed or annoyed. Yeah, right? <laughs> You, then, then you're probably doing a good deed. Like, you're probably, you're probably glorifying God then. If, somebody, if somebody's having a hard time with it. Amen. <clears throat> so we know why they're being opposed, and we know that we will be opposed, and we know why, because the beliefs in the Bible go against the grain. Okay? and they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day for it was already evening because in their culture, they wouldn't hold court um, after a certain time or in the evening, so lock them up. Wait till tomorrow, right? Anybody ever been uh, busted on the weekend? Right? Yeah, exactly. You know what happens, right? You gotta wait till... (laughs) So as discouraging and as... A bad place to start my call for boldness, Luke Luke follows it up right away on verse 4, okay? And I love that he throws this in there right in the mix, right in the middle, right? But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. Now, I want you to understand this, that that number 5,000 isn't how many came to believe right there. We have Pentecost, 3,000, and as they add to the church daily up to hearing this sermon is now 5,000. So I can't give you the exact number of who came to to, to know Jesus at this this time, but what I can tell you is that boldness produces fruit. Your boldness can be life-changing for someone. The boldness that I was modeled in my life, changed my life. We, we just saw Pastor Sean up here. <clears throat> Pastor Sean's got a gift. And um, he, he's in charge of, of all our festivals, of all the um, events that we put on here. And that's, that's the church being bold in the community, going out and being bold, right? Um, that produces fruit. We've had people, families, come and be part of this family uh, from those events. Me and my wife first encountered New Vision in a park on a community fest about nine years ago. Amen. She's the director of Children's Ministry. I'm now a pastor here. And... Um, There are also other families that are, that are here because of uh, of the church being bold out there. You know, um, I wanted to share a story about my, my son, Eli. Eli, um, he's not a real outgoing kid. He's not real loud. He's not, he's, he's almost a bit of an introvert. However, he has no problem inviting people to church. Since he was a kindergartner, he would... Um, He would invite kids to Iwana. he would um, invite kids to our festivals, and and intentional, intentionally about it, right? Hey, can I have some flyers? Uh, Why? Because I wanna take them to school and invite the kids, right? Every year, we've seen kids from his class, from the school, come to Harvest Festival, come to Iwana. For two years, a Mormon family came to Iwana because he invited them. Fruit. Fruit from boldness. When we are bold in Christ, we will see fruit. And not just that, guys. We will honor and glorify God through it because we've been called to it by him. Right? It, it does produce fruit. It does. I, I do want to just kind of Touch a little bit on on sometimes it's not always about that, though. Sometimes when we're bold, maybe something doesn't come out of it, but you still honor and glorify God through your boldness, right? It's your response to when you're called is boldness, right? Verse 5. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas, John Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people, elders if we are being examined today concerning the good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel by the name of Jesus. Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. So this is, this is crucial. This is, this is probably the key to our boldness right here. Right, I couldn't stand here today if I didn't have the Holy Spirit's power. I, if I were up here right now trying to do this in my strength and in my power, you probably would have gotten up and walked out already. I would have failed. We do not have that power or, or that strength let me put it to you this way. There's no greater power and there's no greater strength than the power of God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Okay? I love that Peter in this text um, is pointing to Christ through through this, through this boldness. So we we have, picture, picture, Picture a big circle of men, right? And picture them in the middle. They just got out of jail. You know how that feels, right? <laughs> you're walking home. You're doing the walk of shame. They have this huge circle, right? And they're, they're stacking. They're, they're, they're throwing some weight around, right? The high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, all of the high priestly family, right? They're, they're, they're trying to intimidate. They're trying to, to basically scare these guys to um, just, man, we just spent a night in prison. Look at all these people. Um, Let's just bow down. Let's just go away and move on somewhere else, right? But filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter says, no, it was, if if you're asking and you want to (laughs) know, By what power? I'm going to tell you. It was by the power of Jesus, right? Pointing to Jesus always. In our boldness, it should always be pointing to Jesus. Because it's his strength and it's his power that we are being bold in, right? I love that Peter is so bold that actually he takes a poke at him. Um guys, we we um we so often try to do things in our own strength and, and in our own power, in our own time, in our own will. And I want you guys to know that it's it's not just um e- even as pastors, even as ministry leaders, um we'll get an idea for for um We'll get a great idea for for a ministry opportunity for for, for something to teach on or or an activity for the kids. We work a lot with kids, um, a VBS or whatever. And sometimes we're like, yes, we get super excited. We're like, yes, this is going to be great. Boom, we hit and we start running, right? But we forget one thing. We forget to stop, pray, ask ask for for direction, ask for discernment, right? And what happens when, when we do that? For some reason, things start going wrong. Uh, It's hard. We get tired. We get distracted. What's going on, God? I'm doing this for you. Why, Why isn't this working? Because you're doing it on your own strength. Because you're doing it out of your own power. You know, we, we, can, we can get caught up in, in, in all those type of things. We can get distracted. We can get um, complacent in our walk and forget to, to draw on the power that sustains us, the power that, that everybody and um, all believers need to be successful in our mission and in our call. Speaking of mission... You know, we, we are all on mission. You know, Matthew 28, 19, and 20 says that, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, uh, teaching them to uh, obey and observe all that I've commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the, the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's a commandment. We're, we are all commanded to do that. That's our mission, right? That's a hard task to do if we don't have a bit of, of boldness about us, Right? So boldness is, is not just a call, but it's, it's an element of the Christian faith, of who we are as, as Christians. If that's our call, um, we, we, we need to be a little bit bold in, in everything that we do, you know? You know, I was talking about the festivals and, and uh, all that stuff, and, you know, those, those are, that's a great example uh, of boldness. Um, but I don't want you to think that that's the only way to be bold. You know, uh, because it can be very subtle. You know, there are other ways to be bold. Um, When's the last time you invited somebody to church? When's the last time you asked somebody if you could pray for them? You know, we we overcomplicate things sometimes when God calls us to do stuff. We, We like to make it harder than it is. Verse 11, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I love Peter in this message because, man, he he has edited and given you the most straightforward Version of the gospel, right? And there's salvation in no one else. That's simple. That that he's so clear and concise um, in his message, and, and that is is if we are being bold in Christ. What is the message that we are being bold in? You know, often, um, well, let's, let's talk about our, our, our society right now. Um, everybody has a platform, right? I mean, what, what do we got? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, right? Everybody has a platform, right? Everybody's got an opinion. And a lot of people are being pretty bold out there, right? But what's their message that they're being bold about? Vaccinated, not vaccinated, Democrat, Republican, LeBron, Michael Jordan, whatever it is, right? In your boldness, be clear and concise about what your message is. It should always be pointing to Jesus. A few years ago, um, New Vision, we had, we had a softball team, right? A bunch of guys from, from here. This is back at the, the old site. Um, Pastor Pete was, was the pitcher. And me and Duke and a bunch of other guys were on the team. Um, we weren't playing in, in a Christian league or a church league. We, we wanted to be bold in our face, so we, we created this team, and we went and played in a rec league in PB, okay? <laughs> right? So you can only imagine the teams that we were playing against. Um, they're drinking in the dugouts, and, uh, you know, this is slow-pitch softball, and they're, that was, you know, they're, they're, things are getting heated at a softball game, right? But this is... We had a message that we wanted to present when we went. We wanted to be bold in this message, so we called ourselves one way. One way. Why? Because they were gonna ask. What, why do you guys call yourself one way? Why do you guys pray every time you guys come out here before you play? Because we're old and we get hurt, that's why. <laughs> And that is honest to truth. We did get hurt all the time, and that's actually why we don't have the team anymore. <laughs> but the message in our boldness has always got to point to Jesus. You don't have to complicate it. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to know theology. Uh, I mean, you have to have. Jesus in your heart and boldness to proclaim him. I love that Peter's message is just so short, so so clear and concise. The, the last point that I, I want to share with you guys is um, that you can be bold in Christ. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for ministry leaders or people in ministry or people that work for a church. We are all called, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are all called to be bold in Christ. I told you at the beginning there are, there are just pages of verses about being bold in Christ. Being bold in our speech, being bold in our faith, being bold in our walk. Um, Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. Come on, come on. They were astonished. They were astonished because we're talking about the Sadducees, the priests, all, all, these, all these men that, that think they're higher and, and above everybody, right? They were astonished because They perceived that they were uneducated. How, probably, from their clothing, also because the the circles of class were pretty tight in this in this community. If if you're not if you're not part of um, a a generational uh, genealogy of of priests and and then then you're you're below that you're 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 the lowly things right and they can see that in their in their clothing and they just don't know them right they they don't they know that they're, they're not in their circle so they they know that they're what do they call them common men right but they were astonished verse 13 is, is one of those verses that always gives me because I'm one of those right I'm one of those uneducated, common men, right? Um, But that's who he uses, right? He uses the lowly things, right? For you guys at MCRP, he uses me, the brokenness, right? Amen. I I couldn't, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus, right? Now, I know what you, like, so you could be saying, Rob, they got to be with Jesus. That's where their boldness comes from, right? They actually walked with him and, and, and heard him speak and, and broke bread with him. Um, but I want you to know, actually, Peter's, Peter's, Peter's been a fumbling disciple up until uh, kind of really the birth of the church. And we actually see Peter start to develop after the Holy Spirit comes on. Come on, come on. Okay. Now, if you're a believer and you've accepted Christ, you have that same Holy Spirit, okay? So maybe they had an advantage to actually spend time with him, and be with him, but it's really not until the helper comes that we get this strength and this power to be filled with and to do his work and to glorify him. you can be bold in Christ too. I want to leave you with with three things today. Um, When we are bold in Christ, we honor and glorify God. That's the bottom line for Christians, right? Like everything we do, I'm about to, whatever it is, does that honor and glorify God. Everything we do should be honoring and glorifying God. And I know that's hard. That's a, that's a tall task, right? Because we're human, right? We're flawed. We're, we're, we live in a fallen world. <clears throat> when we are bold in Christ, lives begin to change. Amen. You know, I look across this room I know a lot of the stories. I've walked with a lot of you for the better part of a decade. Me and Duke, my brother, our lives have changed, and in the process, we've seen other lives start to change. When you're bold in Christ, lives begin to change. And lastly, The only qualification, you don't need to be a theologian, you don't need to have a doctrine, a masters. The only qualification to be bold in Christ is to know Him, is to know Him. He'll do the rest. Draw on His power, draw on His strength. Uh, You know, I gotta tell you this morning, Man, I was, I was losing it. <laughs> I was falling apart. I was falling apart because I didn't feel, uh, I didn't feel like this was, was going to come out right. I didn't feel like it was good enough. I didn't feel like, you know, right? Good work. So what I had to do is I had to hit my knees and I had to break down. And I had to cry right. and I had to say, Jesus, I can't do this. Come on, I can't do this. Right. But you've called me to do this so give me your strength give me your power give me your Holy Spirit and praise God he showed up right because he always does and he always will let's pray Heavenly Father we just thank you Lord Thank you for this this model of of loving you and being bold for you, Lord. Thank you for the example that um, the people before us, the people in the Bible, the women and the men who have have shown us how to love you and how to um, just be obedient to your call, Lord. Lord, we pray that um, the things said today were, were... were of you, Lord, that they glorify you, that they um, that you are honored by everything that was was heard today, Lord, Lord. And we pray that we don't just receive this and then put it away and go about our week. We pray that um, that we go here, we leave here, Lord, and that we apply it to our lives, and that we go out into our, our community and be bold. Lord, we pray that we begin to see lives change. Lord, we pray that you are glorified and honored in all things, Lord. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Thanks again for joining us. Contact us or learn more at our website, newvision.city. See you next time.